Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Gospel Tech Podcast. My name is Nathan, and I'm excited to have you here for today's conversation. This podcast is dedicated to helping families love God and use tech. Uh, we're an extension of Flint and Iron, a nonprofit Anna and I started a couple years ago focused on sparking positive purpose in youth. And in today's conversation, we are going to be continuing our greater conversation of how do we reestablish tech boundaries. We're going to be wrapping up this year with a two-part. They're both going to be shorter, but it's a two-part conversation on how do we reestablish tech boundaries. We're coming full circle back to how do we make a family tech framework and where is the place of this workshop that we've made. So we've done so much talking in this last couple of weeks about like, oh, it's really important that you do these things that you think about tech wolves and you be wolf aware or that you have boundaries or that you, you know, you do these positive things or use your tool tech well or right, avoid these certain pitfalls. And we've done a lot of that, but I feel like we haven't done enough of reminding parents how we are empowered daily, both through the gospel and then practically like what resources we've already made to help parents actively live out the gospel with their own kids. You don't need a tech professional in your life, you are going to be the tech professional in this area. Uh, professional might be too strong a word. You're going to be the tech advocate and mainly the kid advocate in light of the gospel. You're going to help them see their purpose in Christ, and you're going to help them live out to the fullest of that potential in light of who God has made them to be, who he's calling them to be, and uh, what your place is as a parent. So you are enough for this conversation because Jesus has made you for that. Uh, this is going to be exciting. I hope it's encouraging. We're going to keep them short because I re more than just kind of deluge you with a ton of information. I want you to see what can be done and how encouraging that can be and the freedom we can walk in when we do this faithfully. So with that in mind, let's get this conversation started. Welcome to the Gospel Tech Podcast, a resource for parents who are feeling outpaced and overwhelmed as they raise children in a tech world. As an educator, parent, and tech user, I want to equip parents with the tools, resources, and confidence they need to raise kids who love God and use tech. All right, everybody, I'm really excited for today's conversation because it comes to the core of what we are trying to do at Gospel Tech. Gospel Tech is all about helping families love God and use tech. Um, I want to thank everyone who's making this work possible because the reason that I'm even able to talk today about this online workshop or this new handbook that we got is because you guys are engaged and because you're telling other people about what we're doing at Gospel Tech and this is helping you and then you are therefore going out and helping your kids and you are learning how to love God in action, love God in a tech world and that's amazing. So we're really excited about that. Thank you to everyone who is rating this podcast, who's leaving a review, who's sharing it with their friends. Um, our social media has, well, for us, it's blown up. We, we grew like 20% in the last two weeks. So thank you uh, for everyone who's new listening to this. Thanks for joining us. Uh, it's an amazing encouragement to see people using this content. And if you don't know what Gospel Tech does, the basic idea is we want to create tools and resources for, for families and specifically for parents to help you love God and use tech in front of your kids and help your kids do the same because we believe you have a purpose as a parent, and that is to raise up kids in the way they should go. Proverbs 22, 6. We don't think that means you need perfect rules. We know that means you don't need to be a perfect person. It means we have to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, love our neighbor as ourself, and make disciples. So as we go into this conversation, know that this is not going to be a list of things to do. Right? We're going to be looking at the ultimate been done. We're coming up on Christmas and that reminder of the first advent, the coming Messiah coming and going, hey, you're not good enough. Jesus came, God in a bod, so that he could live a perfect life, 
die a death that we deserve so we can have life in him. And that life is now we are saved for good works for this world, not just from this world. And that means that, all right, we start with our families. We start with our kids and we're swimming in technology. So that's that's kind of what Gospel Tech is doing for the, for the new attendees today. Thank you and welcome. Uh, and where we're going to take this is we're going to actually have two conversations, today's and then next week's. Uh, and the reason for that is I, I want this to be more of like a, almost like a sneak peek at what this handbook and workshop does. I'm not worried about giving away like juicy content for two reasons. One, it's a, an hour long uh, production for a reason that's condensed. It's concise. It's going to be really useful. You can't have too much good information uh, in a concise format. So you're going to, even if you hear it here, it's going to help you there too. Uh, and the second reason is I'm not trying to like sneak people into pain for something. <laughs> like I would give all of this away for free if there was a way to continue to fund the work. The only reason there's any charge on this online workshop is because it allows us to then produce more of these handbooks and produce more of this content and then produce that for more families and keep this work going, right? We are a nonprofit for a reason. So when you buy a workshop, I don't get any of that money. It goes to a nonprofit that then goes and buys more content that we can then produce. So uh, I am excited for this for that reason. So that's kind of our big picture for today where we're going. Thank you to everyone who's listening and sharing and making this work possible. And as you're listening to it today, if it helps you, please pass it along. Um, so with that in mind, we're really doing three things in this first half of the conversation. We're going to go through the first half of this handbook. Uh, if you haven't seen it on social media, you can check us out at Love God Use Tech. But the basic idea is it's a eight and a half by five and a half workbook, right? And what it starts off with is some tech facts. So it's going to tell you things like, did you know that technology is a big deal these days, right? Why people go, well, why, why does it matter if we talk about technology? Well, the idea is that tech is is completely uh, ubiquitous for us these days. So like the other day, the example I use is the other day, I Googled an address on my iPhone, checked my Outlook, updated Facebook and Instagram, and confirmed my latest Amazon order. And just like that, without without any effort, I used six of the world's largest companies. And it wasn't because I go, you know what? I like Google. I should use them. I, I, that wasn't it. I didn't go, I really appreciate what Apple does. I should go use their product today. Like It's just how I do my life, right? If I want to get my life done, I have to Google something, right? If I want to be able to do anything from take pictures to show someone a photo of my kids to um, write down notes to my grocery list, right? Those are on my iPhone. That is how I get about my life. And so we, we need to think about technology less of like, well, should we engage it? I'm not really sure what the gospel says to recognize like we are, we are engaging it, whether we like it or not, right? And so that's the first bit of this book, just the first couple pages are some kind of quick hitting. What is unhealthy tech really about? What does the research actually say? I'm very excited about that part because there's footnotes. You can go check the research out for yourself. I'm not here to light fires that don't exist. I'm not here to get people all up in arms because fear sells. I find it very difficult to say that I'm, I am promoting hope in Christ and then promote hope through fear, right? Like that's that's it's hard to do. Uh, it was tried a little bit in the Middle Ages. It doesn't work great. Uh, so I would just love you to know there are some wonderful facts in there, but then what we enter next is what will come with like video one of the online workshop. When I reference the online workshop, you go to gospeltechworkshop.com. And what we, Anna and I have made is a online workshop. It's only me speaking, but she was critical in the creating of the content is this super condensed version of these workshops that I would host uh, back before COVID. And we actually started this project before we knew the world was going to shut down. We started 2019 right around 
June, July, we had a bunch of families come in and they ran three weekends on a Saturday, about three hours a time. And I just nailed them with content, right? Just fire hose three straight hours <laughs> until they were just glassy eyed. But I want to know like, what of all this stuff I'm passionate about is going to help you most? Took tons of notes. We went back to the drawing board by October of 2019. We started recording by January, 2020. We were basically done. Okay. All these little eight minute snippets. And what we had was basically we boiled down what I would give to a school or a church um, for my main content that I believed was most helpful and that parents were most asking for. So we're like, great, here's what you need. And we made them little eight minute videos, right? How to know if my kids tech youth is, use is healthy, eight minute video. How do I know the gospel ties in with our technology? Five or six minute video, right? Like just really condensed. And then we go, well, this is great, but now people are just watching it. So the handbook got invented, right? That's what, that's what we've got going on here. Um, and what, our main drive for making this content available was one, families can do it with small groups. So now we got accountability. And two, we were having families show up for, let's say a school invited me. So this isn't um, gospel centered now because maybe it's not a private school, but they wanted me to present on technology. A lot of schools and districts are going one-to-one. They go, hey, will you come in and talk to our parents about how can we have healthy tech boundaries? A lot of this applies, but in my head, I just know like I'm giving you Old Testament here. Like you can't make this matter. Um, <laughs> all you're going to be doing is shifting the chairs around because your child's heart is the problem, but I don't get to say that in a public school. I figure some truth is at least a good start. So I go out and I present, well, these parents are coming back from work. It's a 6.30 at night talk. It's 60 minutes, right? And they're like, all right, great. Now I got to go home and feed my kids. Like how much of that does, that, how much of that stays? How, how much can they retain? So we made this video then also for those families, right? Let's give them something they can go back to. Um, and so this idea is we have an online workshop the first thing we're going to do is get some information out there. What do we need to know about tech context, right? What's going on in our tech world? Then we go, what are the two types of tech? Tool and drool. We've talked previously about this, but the idea is tool tech helps us create. Drool tech helps us consume. And when I go and consume, I'm passive in it. There's actually a different thing happening to me, and I'm now generally consuming the programming that's been developed for me, right? When I'm creating... I'm the one driving it. It operates at the pace of real life. And the reward is a job well done, right? There aren't artificial uh, rewards built in like whatever pops up next when you scroll on your news feed and it pops up more information, right? And it's kind of like you you pull a, a pull an arm on a slot machine, right? That None of that's in there. That's all drool tech stuff when that happens. Uh, so we begin that conversation, tool and drool. And then we start going, all right, well, how do I know if my tech is healthy? And this is what I'm really excited. So when we're talking today, how do we reestablish our tech boundaries? I'm talking through this handbook because I really want every family to have access to this. Um, it's, it's online, it's 50 bucks, but I can promise you we have amazing donors. If that's too much and you send me a note, I can make it happen, okay? Uh, because again, this isn't an income stream for me. <laughs> this is simply something that's going to help us reach more families and create more handbooks and create better content. So uh, I do want you to just know that there is a cost and that cost is purely to help us continue the ministry. Uh, so thank you for everyone who's actively helping us do that. Uh, the next thing in this handbook, once you know the two types of tech is, all right, how do I know if my tech is healthy? And this is called the tech reset. Okay. How do I know if my technology is healthy? I look at my relationships and responsibilities. I look at my enjoyment. I look at my sleep, my emotions, and my time. Reset. And if I can look and say, does my tech impede my relationships and responsibilities? If I've committed to things, sports, friends, activities I enjoy, 
and those are not being impeded by my technology use, then I'm great, right? That's awesome. If it is, then I just say yes, right? And then I have to walk through the process of what needs to change? How bad is it? What would this actually look like to have this be healthy? Um, so I'm really excited about the reset part because now think about that. We just went from kind of theoretical talk of like, this is technology in our era to really practical. Let's assess our technology, right? What do I use for tool and drool? Let's write it down. So the workbook actually has you write down like, this is how many hours of drool tech I've used this week. This is how much tool tech. If you have a smartphone or an Android device, they track that for you. So you, you can actually use a real number, not just, I feel like I've used, you can actually find it. Like I've used social media this many minutes this week, right? This many minutes on average, like it does it all for you. And then uh, we can go from assess to we can actually begin to discuss it. So we get to the spot where we go, all right, I kind of know where I'm at, but now what, right? Let's say my tech isn't healthy. What can I do? We actually start to walk that out with our family. When we talk again about Proverbs 22, 6, about raising our children up in the way they should go, that's, it's not theoretical. That is something we're expected to do as parents, but we do it as Jesus showed his disciples how they should go, right? And what did he do? He took off his outer robes. He put a towel around his waist and he washed their feet. Right? And he said, I'm the servant of all, therefore, I'm the leader of all. Right? And if you want to be like me, you're going to need to do this. Parents, he's talking to us. And he's talking to our kids about their friends and about their online community. Are you actively serving those people and dying to yourself? Or are you spending all your time making yourself amazing and making people jealous of you? Like That's a real question, and we need to talk that out with our kids and not just about their technology, but about our lives and about how does the gospel connect. So that's the next thing this leads us to is we can actually get in there and we can talk about our kids like, is our tech healthy? What does it look like to remove and replace? How are we going to support you guys and how do we support healthy tech in our family, right? And then from that, we actually get to this place where we create a plan. And what I love about this is a, a plan is going to include, but not be limited to, um, this idea that there needs to be a time and a, and a place for uh, technology. There needs to be content that we understand it needs to have a priority in our lives uh, and that we need to be willing to take deliberate action to help our kids have healthy tech lives, which is an absolutely amazing opportunity. There's really, I, I just want to recap because I, I went real fast over this, but um, I am excited. So I, I want to make sure I recap this well. The first is uh, why is tech a big deal, right? And we talked about how it's just ubiquitous and that I like accidentally used six of the top companies on the planet. So we can't just assume our children are going to saunter through life because we blocked all access to technology, that that's just going to be the thing forever. Like there's a really good chance they're going to come across this technology and we really have an opportunity to have that conversation with them as parents and do so lovingly and inform ourselves while we inform our kids. We don't have to be know-it-alls. I'm not having this conversation with you because I know everything about technology. I'm having this conversation because I was a teacher and I saw an amazing need for this and I had no resources to point parents to. So I said, hey, I could probably be more use out of the classroom than I am in it because this is a great way to love families. And if my passion is seeing kids reach their potential and I know that technology is an issue that they're getting eaten alive by, well, then I should probably dedicate my heart and my mind to that. And that's where the gospel came in was I was like, and I can't just talk about tech in general. Like I need to bring a meaningful solution, right? If we leave God's heart change out of this equation, all we have is kids who know how to fake being good really well. And they just find their hope in some other meaningless, frivolous thing because they don't have connection with God 
who gives them purpose and who gives them the power to live in the way they need to, who changes their hearts, right? Like that's where gospel tech comes from. So the first part is tech's a big deal because it's out there and it's an amazing lie that if you have enough tech, things will go well. If you have enough tech, then you'll have the knowledge to make things go well. If you have tech, enough tech, you'll be able to escape well enough to feel like things are going well, right? Like that is all, those are all lies. And they stem all from the same idea that I need to be enough and I need to make myself enough through my knowledge, through my popularity, through my escapism, through my feeling good, whatever it is. If we're pursuing those things as our avenues of hope, that's a lie. So we call it out in love. Then we go, all right, well, how does it tie to the gospel? I just addressed that, but that would be kind of the second thing in this handbook that we're doing. The third is we can assess our tech health. And then the fourth is we get to have discussions. And I wanted to focus in, there's there's more discussions in this handbook, but we're going to hone in and finish this episode off by discussing this idea of hard conversations, right? I said earlier that uh, if we don't talk to our kids about technology, big tech is more than happy to do that, right? So if, if you just don't want to have the conversation and you're like, man, I don't know, I don't really feel like I'm informed well enough. Well, big tech is out there. They are vine and big tech. I mean, the, the top five companies in the world are all four of them are trillion dollar companies. One of them will be a trillion dollar company by the end of 2021. Um, and they are currently the only trillion dollar companies on the planet. Uh, and so we have, um, so Facebook is the fifth and it's the one that's not quite a trillion, but then you have Amazon, Google, Microsoft, and Apple topping out these top four. And again, Facebook to join them soon, I'm sure. Um, so when we talk about that, right, that's big tech. All of those are consumer products uh, and they are all vying for our children's attention. So we need to understand that. And the second conversation we have to make sure we have is a conversation about sex, right? What is God's purpose for sex? Uh, what, are, what are the pitfalls of it when we come to a society that worships this hedonistic idea that if we have enough sex or if we have a good enough body or if we look a certain way, then happiness will find us. And we know that that's a lie, but it is being proffered to our children on a regular basis from magazine articles and from pop-up ads and from uh, pornography online and from just general suggestive material on games and magazine, right? Like every it shows, everything we've got has just kind of this hypersexuality, even just like the gifs and emojis that are being used um, come with a lot of sexual context to them often. So we want to make sure that we are informing our children like we love you sex is good god made it here's his purpose and design behind it here's when it's healthful and helpful here's when it's not and here's why that matters right like we want to keep it in its proper context because that's a loving thing to do loving meaning it looks out for the other person's best interest and anyone who wants to change this focus for you means they don't love you they're trying to get something from you maybe they're just trying to get your focus and add dollars maybe they're trying to get pleasure from you maybe they're just trying to i don't know right like we we want to make sure we're having those conversations. Now, right there, some of you are like, whoa, I am not ready to have that conversation. I got my own issues. I got my own past. I got all this stuff. I can't have that conversation with my kids. Um, and I just want to encourage you in this. Uh, a, you, you are equipped to have that when you stick to what God says about sex, right? Like you don't have to know everything. You don't need all the stats. You just need some information. <laughs> um, and if you want, and this comes into B, if you don't feel like, man, I'm just not equipped for that, uh, I think you'd be honest with your kids about that. Be like, hey, this is this is a conversation that's important and that I know that I don't have all the answers on. I just want to let you know I love you. Right? This is not a shameful thing and that we are going to continue this conversation. It's not a one-off. Great, we had the birds and the bees talk. Now everything is fine. No, like, you're just emotionally scarred now, child. Like, <laughs> that didn't help. 
because uh, it leads to the second part is you're going to show your children the way they should go. You're going to not leave it at, I don't have enough information and then walk away because that tells them that's what they should do. Like, oh, sure. Mom and dad said they don't know enough about this topic of sex and pornography or whatever. So therefore, I don't have to know enough either because I can just wing it. Right. And that is not a great way to experience success. So you go find someone like Greta Eskridge at Mom Paw Modern. Right. You find someone who does know a lot about this. You check out Fight the New Drug, which I would say I love the research on Fight the New Drug. I find their content pretty edgy. Like they're really trying to prove a point. They're the ones who are fighting against some major porn uh, proliferators and are trying to like actually get them shut down for human rights uh, violations. Not what I would take your child to. Like the content is just, it's very edgy. It's very real. It's important to know as an adult, maybe not for your kid. Uh, So just heads up before you just like send them to fight the new drug. Uh, But uh, Greta Eskridge has some wonderful opportunities and, and really helpful content and books that like help you walk through that conversation. So she has some wonderful resources we can send you there for. But the reason I bring that up is we're having these discussions like pornography. Now that's one of the discussions we have to talk about, right? Then we have to be able to talk about things like bullies. And we have to talk about, like if we're letting our kids online and we're letting this stuff happen, let's address it so that our kids know we are their resource, that we love them. And that the Bible actually addresses the heart of all this. No, it doesn't say whether that game is appropriate, but you can definitely find whether that game is appropriate to play, right? Because the gospel talks about our hearts and our reason for doing things. And we want to make sure that we look into that. So we have those hard conversations. We're going to talk about things like bullies and depression and any other hard topic that can come up in this. The book talks about several. And then we go into, all right, what does this look like in a practical application? So we go from beyond, all right, we're going to discuss it to now we're going to apply it. And this does roll into next week's piece of, well, we're going to apply it by making a family tech framework. But really, before we even get to a tech framework, we we talk about, all right, this has been our conversation and this is really good and I'm really happy we get to have that, but what do we do with it? And the first thing we do is we go and we go, all right, so child of mine, whatever your age is, you believe you need whatever game or social media piece, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to lovingly set out accountability. And we've discussed in a previous episode and multiple episodes, this idea of the difference between control and accountability. Control means I have a lot of fear and I'm going to live your life for you, right? I'm not going to let you make choices. And we see that that is not a biblical model. God in his great love said, here are your options. I love you infinitely and eternally. And make the right choice, right? And and allow the human will. And we see that with Adam and Eve on through the entire rest of the Bible. Um, and so we can absolutely install some accountability, right? Use bark, use the circle, use covenant eyes, and use those so that when mistakes are made, because mistakes will be made online, they both know that you are a loving resource. They will bring it up to you. That's the, that's the hope is, hey, mom and dad, I made a mistake, right? I already know you're going to see it. But before you see it, I want to tell you, Here's the mistake I made. And that's what we want to encourage in our kids, right? Self-reporting, not this idea of let's see how much we can get away with to see how far we can go till we get caught. Like that's all training our hearts that this is all fun and games. And the really the only problem is mom and dad, right? No, the problem is that this stuff is poison, right? Whatever we're doing online, that is not what God's asking for us. That would break our family expectations. Like that's killing my ability to hear from the Lord clearly and my ability to love others well. And I get joy from knowing the Lord. So why would I ever want something that stops that, right? Like that's, that's a conversation. So we can install some of these things in hope 
of a future and better conversation that will teach our kids, yes, I see that. Like, I see how that affected my heart and mind. I see how that changed the way I feel or the way I can love others. And I don't want that, right? That's a worthwhile conversation. Uh, and then we can go and do some of this research. So if your child goes, all right, mom and dad, I know this accountability stuff's there. I want to be on social media or I want to play this game or I want to watch this movie with my friends, whatever it is. You can then go and actually do that research with your friend, with your daughter or your son. So you can actually go common sense media. You can go look it up. You can read a little about it and go, all right, how does this line up? What does this do? Right. You can get informed together because again, it's not about knowing everything and giving your kids a snap answer of yes or no, because I have all the information or because I said so it's going, Hey, I see that you want that. Let's actually look at this together. Let's set 10 minutes aside and let's go research this together. And you go make a pro con list, you talk it out. And then the next thing you're going to do is you're going to download it. So you started by installing some kind of accountability system-wide. Then you're going to go, work. I trust you enough to research this. I like it with older kids where you make it a pitch. Okay, great, pitch that to me, right? And they're going to go say, here's all the reasons. Here's all the benefits. I know you would say these things are bad, but here's why they're really good. Like you want your kid to do all that, right? Like work on their argumentative skills <laughs> um, so that they're going to come with their logic-based, their ethos-based, and even some of their pathos. Uh, and now they're going to download it with you. That's the next step and actually walk through it. Like, oh, okay, that, you say that's all true. Let's look at that uh, together, shall we? And download whatever social media app. Go search some things that they would normally search for. Go look up their friends, right? Like do that stuff together. And if they're not willing to let you be on there, that's a wonderful next spot for a conversation. Maybe it's just they want their private lives and their private friends because they're angsty teens. Possible, right? Maybe it's because they know you're not exactly going to love what you're seeing, right? And that's an important point for conversation of, all right, what are the safety settings like? What type of content is here, right? Is it built around relationship or anonymity? Are interactions encouraged? Do they force you into interactions with strangers, right? Like all that needs to be addressed in whatever game, app, social media piece you're using. Then you need to consider Philippians 4.8, right? That you have a standard for what you're going to fight for. You're not just going to fight against scary stuff. You're fighting for our purpose in Christ. And we have a very clear standard. If you read through Philippians 4.8, you go, all right, does this app, does this game, does this song, does this social media platform support whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, admirable, whatever is excellent or praiseworthy, right? Like that's a really clear list. And it's not like a suggestion. Like those are the things we are to set our minds on. And then we can go through our, like, let's actually prepare. Let's think through some of these situations. So we're on here. Everything else is checked off, but you don't control the internet. Like there's tons of people out there that are hurt. They're angry. They're broken. They're lashing out. They're acting out of their sinful, uh, their sinful flesh. And they are doing things they think will make them feel good. And sometimes that's being a bully. Sometimes that's being a predator. Sometimes that's being uh, demonstrative with their harm and their self-hurt, right? Like these are things we need to make sure we're addressing with our kids because they're going to see it. So when you see this, how do you love that person well, right? You don't love a bully well by letting them continue to bully. You call it out for what it is, truth in love, and you get them professional support, right? And that's true in a lot of different ways. We don't have to be the lifeline for that person. We just have to make sure that we stand up for those who can't stand up for themselves and that we provide resources that are available to these unhealthy and unhelpful people. So when we talk about this big tech conversation, that first half is, all right, the first half of this handbook is how do we 
help have this conversation with our kids. And, and my hope and Anna's hope is that in creating the, a really concise resource, parents, you will fe- feel equipped. You will feel encouraged to the point where you can at least start it. Please know you don't have to have the conversation all at once. You don't have to have the conversation right the first time. In fact, if you say something silly or realize later like, oh, that wasn't good, (laughs) like I agreed to this one thing and it doesn't line up with our entire family standard, you can go back and go, hey, listen, I love you. I'm sorry that I misspoke on this part, right? Or that I drove this point too far and I was just preaching at you and I wasn't loving you, right? We can come back and acknowledge our need for Jesus, recognize that that's going to show up all the time, and then not give up. Like, you don't just stop it then go, oh, man, I blew that. Well, I know I'm never going to touch that again. Like, no, you show your love by not giving up on that and by continuing to press into this conversation because then that leads to the family tech framework, which we will talk about next week. Um, And that really is the practical nuts and bolts. How does our family act in these situations? Because the first half is all... How do we get informed? Why does this conversation even matter? That's going to be the main thing for you guys as a family is winning that right to be heard as a parent so that you're not just going, well, Nathan said it's important. Nathan said it's important. Nathan said it's important and Jesus hates cell phones, right? Like that's not where we're going to be going with this. It's why is it important? Because God loves you. The gospel shows us what that love looks like. The definition of love is loving others and choosing their good over our own. And we need to make sure that's reflected in everything from the way that I approach my children, or if you're talking to your kids, approach you guys as my kids, to the way that we approach people through our technological means. Every step we can do can be a way to love our enemies and to serve those who don't have a voice and to be a voice for the voiceless, right? Like this is all something that can be done in an amazing way, but you can't do it if you don't know what you're dealing with, right? So we got to start with, well, what do we mean by tech and why does the gospel matter with it? And what are the two types of tech and how do I know if it's healthy and what can I do if it's not? And what can, where can we go from here? What can we apply for our families when we're installing, you know, helpful accountability and then researching and then downloading it together. And then we're having these conversations and then we're actually preparing for the different scenarios. Let's say it goes perfect. What does that look like? <laughs> Let's say that this thing really flies off the rails. What do we do now? Um, and then it doesn't have to be hypothetical because that's what the whole second session is for, right? Is that it really helps you make it uh, tangible and practical. So uh, my hope again is that in hearing about this handbook, you are hearing that there are actual practical tools that you as a family could apply. You can start January 1. You could ask one other family in your church to do it over Zoom. If you're not meeting in person where you live, like that's fine. This can be done through social media. And really the point of community is recognizing other people's stories are going to be a lot more similar to yours than you think. Right? Maybe for one family, it's gaming, and for another, it's social media. Maybe for one, it's tool tech, but in an unhealthy way. Like, that's a real thing, right? Workaholism is a real thing where we find our identity in, well, my tool tech gives me purpose. That's not true, right? So let's refocus, and another family will help you kind of hear and, and echo back the gospel that's being applied in their lives. You can share stories. You can then go through this conversation together. So that's one part of the encouragement. And the other is you get to do this with your kids, the The printed handbook, basically when you buy the online one, we get your address and we kick you the printed handbook too uh, so that you can walk through that together. And I just want you to hear that it it can be done by you. This is an available resource that's ready to rock and roll. And it is something that's meant to be an encouragement, not just a, uh, I don't know, not a technological witch hunt. We're not looking for problems in the world and then blaming it on technology. We're looking for hope in the world and saying, how does 
How does tech help us see God more clearly and where does it distract us from that? So uh, I hope that's something that encourages you. I'm looking forward to next week's conversation when we get to talk about some of that brass tacks nitty gritty. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me, Nathan, at flintandiron.org. So please reach out with any any thoughts, any ideas you've got um, or any quandaries that I may not have been clear enough on. And uh, you can also go check out the workshop itself at gospeltechworkshop.com. Thank you all. And I look forward to continuing this conversation as we work together to better love God and use tech. Thanks for listening. We just wanted to take a minute to let you know that just like you and your family, Purposely is also part of a family, the Krista Family of Ministries. Krista helps kids and teens learn and grow in their faith at King Schools and Miracle Ranch Camp. And Krista shares Jesus with people in the poorest, most remote places through world concern. Krista Senior Living is a community of love and care, and Krista Media is a place of hope on the radio. God is changing lives through these five ministries, and Krista is on mission to share the good news of Jesus. To learn more, visit krista.org.